Hey everybody, welcome to the Wrestling Showgram. If you've listened to us this far, we uh, we want to say thank you to you. You know who you are, you, that guy. You're welcome. That, you're welcome. Yeah, it's, it's me. It's you. You're it's the me. one. You're the one that's listening. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, we we got a couple other people. I think. I think so too. Uh, we're we're hopelessly optimistic about these kinds of things. So seriously, uh, listen to my Royal Rumble rebooking of 1991. It's better than Vince McMahon's. I swear to God. He really does. He's, it it he's really big. is better he's than, than what they gave us. It really is. So this week on the show, um, we were, you know, going to move on to WrestleMania of uh, was it WrestleMania six, 1990. And, but then again, Dark Side of the Ring premiered. And it would be remiss if we didn't talk about Dark Side of the Ring. And not only that, it's the two-hour premiere about the late, great Brian Pillman. So we figure we'll probably just dedicate this episode to that. And then maybe next week we'll do whatever. Who's it? Nick Gage, I think, next week. Nick Gage. Yeah, Nick, Nick Gage. Gage. So we'll do Nick tomorrow Gage. Night. That's, that's the recording. It's tomorrow night, right? They come on Tuesdays? Yeah. No, they come on Thursdays. Thursdays. So okay. it'll be the day, after this, the, the day after this the drops. Okay. Before um, we do that, though, can I shout out to, to some coffee? I know we do it on the other podcast, but this is wrestling Oh, related. but this is wrestling related. Yeah, I think you so, can. So maybe some of you guys, because it's wrestling, you know Dan Housen. He wrestles for Ring of Honor. He, he's a space alien demon from hell. He's very nice, very evil. He's hooked up in his hometown of Flint, Michigan, with a coffee roaster named Rootless Coffee, and he made a blend of coffee called Dan Housen's Coffee Housen. Which I am drinking now. It's very nice. It's very nice. Very evil. Very nice. Very evil coffee. Dan Housing Coffee, Rootless Coffee, Flint, Michigan. Check it out. Help out a small business. How about Dan Housing? He's a small business himself. He's an LLC. We all all the independent guys need help in the pandemic. Wrestling's coming back, but it's not there yet. So how about your boy, your boy Dan Housing? He's a good friend of the show. After this, he will be because you know Coffee Housing. He'll Absolutely. Love show, He'll love the show, Grand Housing. Dan Housing, you'll love the show, Graham Housing. Come on, we'll talk housing. So, you know, check out that coffee. It's very good. I, I, I literally brewed it, what, 45 minutes ago for the other podcast that we recorded and tasted it on air for the first time. It's excellent. It's nice. It's nutty. Got a, not a horrible aftertaste. It's good. You guys should check it out. Rootlesscoffee.com. You can go to Dan Housing's social media. And you can find it on those as well. Yeah. Fantastic. So there's a there's a quick plug for that for the uh, for the the Danhausen coffee. I gotta help out the independent Housen. guys. Absolutely, no, absolutely. There's there, there's nothing wrong with doing that. I even bought two bags. One I'm drinking. The other one I'm putting in my my wrestling uh, memorabilia collection. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we are talking Dark Side of the Ring this week. The Brian Pillman two-hour season premiere. Um, give an overall impression first. Uh, loved it. Uh, I these guys. I don't think have had a miss yet. Um, even if there's little nitpicky things that we can pick apart of, like oh, I wish they had talked about this more, or they did a kayfabe that a little bit. Uh, stuff like that. Overall, I think this show is like you know is a nine out of ten. It it's just it's well produced, um, it's uh, well shot. It's 
the the more people are talking to them now like more people are getting it after the first season which i think is really cool that and then the second season, you know, which was bigger and more more people were talking to them. And now you've got what essentially was like Brian Pillman's entire extended family talking to them, um, yeah. which was which was pretty good. That's pretty great to see. Yeah, I think every surviving member of Pillman's family talked to him. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. And they got Austin to talk, which Austin doesn't do anything anymore. So that was huge. Except, with the exception of his podcast and stuff for WWE, he doesn't do any outside shit. Absolutely, and that was absolutely huge. And yeah. I think that's another big thing now is that like we know that Austin is under a Legends contract or something with WWE, um, and they and they probably didn't have to like give him permission or whatever. But you can assume that he probably told them, "Hey, this was going down. I'm going to do this," yeah. and they were like, "All right, cool," you know. Um, and that I think is, I think that's big. I think that's really big that you, you get somebody like him. Um, not that this show needed any help with credibility whatsoever, no. but it does bring a star power element to it. Um, that is not there just to be there, you know, like Scott Hall was in the, in the yeah. Montreal episode. There was, there was no need for Scott Hall to be in that episode, but nonetheless, so you know, I mean, it's like you you got a relevant name to to be in this thing, and I think that was well, really not really even big. relevant. Just someone that Pillman knew and he tagged with, and he worked with. Right? You no, know? he was a road guy with him. You yeah, know, like, like it wouldn't make sense to have Sheamus on there. Right? You know, just I just thought a name. I it could be anybody. But, oh, but you know. right. Oh yeah, I was right. But I'm just saying, like I'm not trying to knock Sheamus. Since I have no real issue with Sheamus at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but give it you time know. who knows <laughs> well i mean i have issues with shameless but for the this podcast i don't <laughs> yeah i i thought it was i thought it was so well done um i don't think there was a whole lot that i didn't know going into it short of the stuff of his son i'm not familiar with brian jr's work um as you know, I, I mean i don't watch AEW. i don't watch mlw i don't i don't you know, hell, I barely watched WWE, if at all. So I, you know, openly will say I did not know who he was or, or, or it was, like I said, familiar with his work. So I thought that was cool uh, to see him, you know, the kids telling their perspective of, you know, what they saw, how everything happened. You get all these different angles, if you will, of what went down in Brian's life. Um, and I thought that was a, a really neat way to look at it and approach it. Um, yeah, like read Crazy Like a Fox if you have, and that's the book about Brian Pillman. It's basically the same information, just more detailed because books always have more detail than, than right. shows. Right. But that's where they got most of this information from. Kim Wood was spectacular. He was the MVP of this. Oh my God. He was so and, great. And, uh, I, Eric Bischoff was trying to be like, oh, I knew what was happening. You didn't know what was happening. He was trying so hard to play that off, and I just can't buy it. I'm sorry, Eric. I really can't buy it. I've had wrestlers for 20 years tell me that story. Bischoff had no clue what was happening. Dude, you got played. You got played. Like, like yeah, recognize say, the game. Like, recognize it. Yeah, just it. say he, he was better at that and yeah. get over it. Yeah, he got me. He got one over on me. Fine. You know? I mean. It doesn't matter anymore. That company's been out of business 20 fucking years. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Like, just say, yeah. you got me. I got worked. 
I respect you more, Eric. God damn. Yeah. So I mean, I thought I thought that stuff was neat. I thought. Yeah. Um, I I didn't realize like how, I mean, obviously I knew the the car wreck had had derailed basically his entire life. Um, but I didn't realize exactly how bad it was. I thought it was more like a, um, not to say it's any less traumatic, but more like a Kerry Von Erich thing where, you know, his leg was messed up, but he could still pretty much work fine. He just got hooked on pain meds as he went along. I didn't realize like, it's like, nah, dude, he basically didn't rehab. He just went back to work. Yeah. And but, and just trashed his his body and everything and and you know it all kind of caught up. Like I was younger when that was going on, and I was or I was just starting high school, and I was busy, so I didn't really pay that much attention. But they were like, he changed his style completely. He wasn't the same wrestler, and I noticed that. But I thought he just changed it up because he went to WWE and right. WWF at the time, and. And they didn't they have high, a different style. They didn't have high flyers. No, they they work a completely different style in WWF than they did in WCW. You can, right, like you say, they had high flyers in WCW. They did in WWE. No, they and they almost never have. No, you had guys but, like Janetti and 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 Michaels, you know, but I wouldn't categorize put them in the same category as no. a a Pillman, a Liger, a Mysterio, a no. Dragon, anybody I mean, like the, that. The only thing Marty Marty and Sean were doing was the drop kick off the top, the missile drop kick. Right. Really. I mean, there At was there point. was so little off the top rope stuff done in WWE yeah. back then. So I never put that together. I just was like, oh, yeah. he changed his style. I didn't realize it was because of the wreck, and he really couldn't move his foot. Basically, his foot right. Was, his ankle was basically fused together, and he couldn't just so he could walk, just yeah. so he could use it to walk. Yeah, and I never. I mean, you know, like I said, I was busy and I never put that together. I mean, it's a shame that it happened because really, in the end, after it did, he should have just retired. But he was probably flat ass broke, and he was like, well, "Nope, I gotta get, I gotta get money. I gotta well, work and get money." Well, I'm sitting there thinking, "Fuck, be an announcer." Jim Ross tried to make yeah. you a fucking commentator. Yeah, that was that, that was something that I didn't didn't know. I didn't know about Ross trying to help him out that way. Right. You know, I remember when Pillman was on commentating um, in WWF back in the day, but I didn't I didn't realize like that's why, you know, you didn't put it together. My thing is, it would have been great because you have that unique voice because of all the surgeries. He was that gravel voice. It was unique. And you would have known who it was right off the bat. You know, every Monday night. Can you imagine just Brian Pillman starting off Monday night raw with that gravel voice? You'd be like, I know exactly what this is. I really think he could have been like another Bobby Heenan. He could have he been. He was. Oh, absolutely. He was so smart. He could to have the, been a man. To the, just inte- uh, intellectually, he was so smart. Yeah. He was also smart to the business. Yeah. Would have been a fantastic heel like commentator in the vein of like Bobby Heenan was when he, you know, kind of did that full time towards the end of his run there in WWF. Or even like Ventura did b- before him, you know, right. with Monsoon. He was a great heel manager. Why didn't he do that? I... Like manage the Heart Foundation. Exactly. Like, it's... I mean. Dude. And everyone's always said he would have been a booker. He would have been a genius booker. Right, yeah. By the time he retired. I, yeah. I've heard that my entire career from guys that had known Pillman. So just do that, man. And at that point in WWE, contracts weren't guaranteed yet. It was like another right. 18 months 
before the contract got guaranteed. So if he had become an announcer, he would have been an employee of Titan Sports. Right. So he would have gotten guaranteed money and health benefits and right. He would you know, have been what, everything that comes with being an employee yeah. of a company because wrestlers are basically independent contractors, freelancers. Right. right. And they're the only guaranteed. I think at that point it was like maybe 15 dates a year at like a hundred bucks a date. And you, there was other stuff built in so you made money, but that was the guarantee. Right. So, I mean, that's just it. Like you said, there's just no, you know, Bret Hart had kind of a guaranteed contract and then yeah. Vince had to go back on it because they were just, just broke. at the, yeah, they were just at the edge of where they were about to go, you know, and yeah. quite frankly, if they hadn't, you know, it was, they hadn't had the whole Bret Hart thing. They, I don't know that they ever get to that. I don't know they ever get desperate enough to be pushed into what became known as the attitude era, Yeah, you know? That's that's true. And the other thing about that that I'd never heard was w- after the accident, he was in the hospital. People were saying he was going to get plastic surgery, go like Shawn Michaels to come back as Shawn Michaels' yeah. evil twin. I've never heard that. I have never heard that either before. Even that. for wrestling, that's far fetched. It's, it's but that's but the 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 thing about that is that's how it is it isn't in the in a locker room to have heard some stupid shit like that. Oh, it, like, no, it's not. Like, that—that that is, is what's so believable about it. But I would have said that's stupid bullshit, and it's not true, even yeah. in a wrestling locker room. Yeah, there's, like, there's no way that that is there's actually no true. And there's no way it could have been perfect. Yeah. Even if you gotten close, you would have still, it would have still been Brian Pillman impersonating Shawn Michaels. Like, that's ludicrous. Yeah, there's no way. There's absolutely no way it would have been. Why it the would hell have would done. that even? Like, I just remember the origins of that story. Like, right. where the boys like partying after a show and someone said oh pillman called me and said he's getting plastic surgery no it had to be a rib on somebody and it, it got out of control be. yeah and it got absolutely out of control because they knew pillman was crazy enough yeah. in, in what he was doing that there was just enough to buy it for some people and yeah i think that's what it was it just they ribbed somebody, but that one person was the one who could buy into the conspiracy theory of it, and then it just went all sideways. And that one guy sideways. called fucking Melsner and was like, hey, yeah. Dave, this is what's happening, and Dave fucking believed him and printed it. Right. Uh, just know. ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Like, it was... Um, even for wrestling, that's insane. Yeah. And then, of course, stuff that like obviously I didn't know because, yeah, why would I? But like all this, the 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 trauma that happened to the family after his death, yeah. Like I knew of Melanie's struggles; that was well Ooh. documented. But it's been a rough life for her, man. But like what happened to you know, the the rest of his daughters, what happened to his son, um, all of that like was kind of crazy to sit there and yeah. listen to. That was that was pretty hard and heavy to listen to. Yeah. They tried to end it on an upbeat note they with tried, with Brian to, Jr. reconciling with his mom, but I was like, ah, nah, dude, this is still, I felt like that this was still pretty TV. heavy. <laughs> I was like, I felt like that was just for TV. Yeah. I thought that didn't happen. And God bless the aunt, Linda. It was Linda, correct? Yeah, yeah. she's yeah, God she bless is, her. She's the angel uh, of all uh, that. She's a saint for all that. Uh, but I was listening to, I think it was Cornette, and he was saying how, you know, when they did uh, Thatcher did the benefit shows for yes. out in Heartland. Yeah. Apparently, Noni stole all that money 
and you know to support her habits. Like the money was supposed to go to the kids, to, oh, you know, wow. subsidize the kids. And apparently, she and whoever she was married to or dating stole all the money. And that's ridiculous. Uh, also, Melanie is uh, the ex girlfriend of Ultimate Warrior. Apparently, yeah, I didn't know that either yeah, until they were either. until I I heard that on another podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Pillman apparently didn't know that either. Yeah, um, yeah. Pillman saw her in a magazine. He was like, "I'm going to marry her," and went and found her. Yeah. So, but well, yeah. I mean, if she's dating Warrior, that should have been a giant red flag. <laughs> Which makes me wonder: Did they talk to her about Warrior when Warrior's episode comes up in a couple weeks? I don't know. That'll be interesting know. to see. Yeah. See her I mean, and and Dana Warrior talking. Oh, Jesus <laughs> but yeah. I wonder. See now, I wonder if Pillman would have dated her if he had known she was with Warrior, because that would be a giant fucking red flag. Dude. But and the thing is, though, did he really know even Warrior? You right. know what I mean? I don't know that yeah. they ever crossed paths in WCW. Yeah. I yeah, think I he was. True. I think he was already in WWF by the time Pillman got it started. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't that's know if they, they would have. He would. But I mean, I mean he sure might have. He, he might have peripherally knew who he was from yeah. WWF television. Oh, I'm sure he knew people that knew Warrior. I'm sure they were like, listen, Warrior's a fuck. I'm sure he heard stories. You know? <laughs> those, you, yeah, those locker rooms are incredibly small. Oh, dude. Yeah, absolutely they are. Like, you, you talk about people all the time in locker rooms. Because I can walk in a locker room and be like, hey, who has this guy's number? I need it. And five people hand me the guy's number. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, it's like that. Well... I thought they did a great jump start here to the season. They did. Brian Pillman's story. Um, and I kind of liked that they just kind of got right to it. Like, they they didn't spend a bunch of time on his childhood and the trauma of the, the multiple surgeries and stuff. Like, they basically told you what you needed to know to know that he had kind of a hard upbringing because of that. And then, you know, he was always looked at as too small to do anything and – it did a good job of setting up the MVP of the whole thing, Kim Wood. Yeah. And and they just kind of got right into the meat and potatoes of it, and uh, yeah. and they got really good. Another thing that humored me was uh, Bischoff wearing his denim shirt on the on the uh, After Dark stuff. But on A&E, when he's doing the biographies, because they interviewed him for the A&E biographies, he's in a nice suit and tie. <laughs> I just find that humorous. He's like, no, no, fuck you guys. You're not good enough for the suit and tie. But A and E. Oh, I gotta dress oh, up. No, no. This is Vice. Vice can be down yeah, and dirty. Vice that's can be okay. Down and dirty. Yeah, yeah, Vice can be dirty. That's fine. I just find that humorous. Gotta dress up for A and E. That's a legitimate mm-hmm. network there. Mm-hmm. This is biography. Damn it, that show's been on for forty years. That's we right. get to do this. Even though I'm talking about people doing cocaine in a strip club in a suit. Yep. Still, it makes it classier. That's all it is. It just I, makes I it classier, so. and maybe slightly more legit. I guess so. I, yeah. <laughs> ah. Oh, well, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this uh, this episode. Like we said, next week we'll be back with uh, back to the fantasy booking and uh, WrestleMania six. Got to write that. And that uh, well, yeah, now you got like a week. You better get. You better. Nah, I've done some of it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just bullshitting. I, I got about half of it. Done. We'll also uh, we'll also re- you know give a little bit of our thoughts and recap on the uh, the Nick Gage episode of uh, Dark Side of the Ring coming up. <laughs> So, 
Look forward to that next week. Uh, until then, if you got any ideas for topics or anything you want to hear, if you got comments on Durden's booking, which is actually really good, if you just listen to these episodes, listen to these episodes. I'm t- I swear to God, my Royal Rumble is better than Vince McMahon's in listen, 1991. Listen to the way that we're rebooking the, the 1990. The way we're rebooking yeah. 1990. I said 91. Did I meant yeah. 1990? The way we're listen. rebooking 1990 here. Um, and go back a couple episodes and listen to how we introduced this whole thing and how it's playing out. It could be a lot of fun for you to try and track along with. It could be really neat. We're introducing some the new elements that are, that are available in wrestling today along with uh, only – but we can only use the roster of the time. So it's been a lot of fun to do things yeah. like that. Here, I'll give you the champions from my booking going into WrestleMania Going six. into WrestleMania 6. WWF champion is Hogan. IC champions Randy Savage, tag champions Davy Boy Smith, Jim Nyhart. Look at that! And only, the you know, the, the only the only one that stayed the same is Hogan, and that's yeah. understandable to this point. But it's a crazy main event in WrestleMania yeah. Six coming up. Go back and listen to the episode so you can figure it out. I'm not going to spoil it here. Oh, you go back two, and listen to our episodes. In the two matches I have booked so far for WrestleMania Six, Hogan and Perfect for the title, Hart. Piper DiBiase triple threat. Well, there you go. So he he went ahead and told you what the main event's going to be. So you knew what the main event was going to be. It's a WWE title match. Well, yeah. I was trying to sell them to go back and listen to the other episodes. They haven't listened <laughs> to then to see how it's different than what actually happened. I get what you're doing. That's all good. But there you go, folks. And who knows what other crazy ass matches he's going to have coming out of that. So. In the meantime, uh, just tweet at us if you have any uh, suggestions or anything like that. I'm at Film Tattoo. I'm at Rusted Agent D. And uh, we'll start responding back. I'll start responding back to you. Darren will talk to you I all damn respond. day. He always responds. But, yeah, if you tweet me, I'll start writing back to you because, you know, i got to get more active on the Tweety box there. So that's, you know, that's my mid-year goal. There you go. Mid-year resolution. Be a little more active on Twitter with uh, anybody who wants to talk to me. So we'll try and uh, catch you next week, guys. And uh, remember, tune in then for uh, the rebooking of WrestleMania 6.